You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Again, I'm your host, Isaac. And uh, listen, I just wanted to just come on and thank all of my supporters, all of my listeners, um, those of you who uh, who share uh, Church Talk with Isaac, uh, who have written reviews. I want to encourage you, if you haven't, uh, go ahead and write a review on Apple Podcasts and also rate this if you can. And uh, what that does is it helps to create more visibility uh, with my podcast for people who are looking uh, for, uh, you know, things, uh, a different podcast such as this one. And uh, mine will pop up for that. So listen, I want to thank you all. I want to take um, this day to do a topic that I think is very important, very relevant, uh, because here in Chicago, we've been experiencing a, a lot. And I know that it's just not Chicago. I know that it's 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 other cities, other states around the United States. But uh, we have been in a very critical place uh, just as a nation. And, um, you know, this year, 2020 has you know, beat the crap out of some people. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we, the first, we haven't even entered, we haven't even completed the first half of this year. And so many people have died due to, uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19. And we spent, we spent the, uh, uh, the first quarter of the year, uh, pretty much, uh, fighting and, and trying to find solutions for that. And then immediately, uh, for Chicago, at least when they uh, began to open, the city back up and the governor began to open the state back up. Uh, we were hit with the devastating uh, news and the video that went viral of a black man, George Floyd, uh, who uh, was murdered uh, uh, unlawfully, unjustly by a white police officer in Minnesota. And uh, we just, you know, we just did. As a matter of fact, my last episode was about. Uh, somewhat about Ahmad uh, Arbery, whose mother uh, said that she wanted the death penalty for the uh, the white men who murdered her son. And uh, I gave my insight on what I believed about the death penalty. If you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. Um, but today I want to just talk about this because uh, Chicago the past couple of days went into an uproar. And uh, the, just this past weekend, there were I just found out this morning, which prompted me to do this episode. Uh, this morning, I found out that there were 82 people shot over the weekend here in Chicago. 19 of those 82 people were killed over the weekend. More than half of the of the victims were shot on Sunday, which was yesterday. They were shot on Sunday Uh and uh, this happened after uh, a protest that became violent on Saturday night, which ultimately led to hundreds of arrests. And it led to our, our mayor here in Chicago, uh, Mayor Lightfoot, to implement a curfew, a 9 p.m. curfew uh, from 9 p.m. until 6 a.m. indefinitely. And uh, the the very next I mean, there was rioting, there were looting, uh, 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 lootings that were going on. Now, granted, uh, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with protesting. Um, I believe in protesting. Uh, I believe that protesting is a method 
um, to to be heard. And uh, I want to say that I honor, I respect those of you who are protesting um, uh, uh, the right way. And today what we're going to talk about is whether or not Jesus, I say I believe in protesting, but let's talk about whether or not Jesus was a protester. And uh, and uh, uh, honestly, my perspective is that Jesus believed in protesting. And I brought up the crime. I brought up really it was criminal activity. Um, I brought that up. The 82 shot, the 19 uh, killed and all of that happening over the weekend. I mean, it's really sad because we 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 just came off of a stay at home order where everyone was, you know, forced to be at home because of the coronavirus. And just within a week. We go from not gathering at all to large gatherings that became, I mean, no one was practicing social distancing. No one was doing any of the things that were that, that was recommended uh, by our uh, by our local government. And it's almost like people forgot about the, the, the virus altogether. Uh, that's a, that's another that's another topic. Uh, what I do want to talk about is the fact that I believe, and I want you all to hear me, I believe that Jesus believed in protesting, but not in rioting. And I believe that Jesus was a protester, but he wasn't a rioter. And some of you, you don't want to hear that. Um, but if you just listen to this, hear me out, I'm going to give you my perspective. All right. Um, rioting are violent disturbances of peace that are brought on by a crowd and people riot for different reasons. Some people riot uh, just for pleasure. Some people riot for justice. In this case, um, many of the riots began as riots uh, for the sake of being heard uh, because of the the unlawful and just deaths and murders uh, of these black men by these white police officers and white men. And the black community, I, I mean, quite honestly, is is mourning. The black community is hurting. The black community is angry. And and quite honestly, uh, much of what we have experienced, even over the, the past weekend, was a was a domino effect uh, um, because of the injustice. Now, I want to say this. Um. People have the right to feel how they feel. I believe that emotions are God given. Um, so particularly minorities and the black community, you have the right to be angry. I don't think anger is demonic. You have the right to be angry. You have the right to mourn. You have the right uh, um, to be upset. You have the right to feel how you feel. Emotions are God given. But this is the thing, and I'm speaking not necessarily, this is church talk with Isaac, so I'm speaking to the church. I'm not speaking to uh, people who are outside of the church. I'm not speaking to uh, unbelievers. I'm not speaking, uh, and this is why, because the world is not Christian. Can I say that again? The world is not Christian. So my personal conviction is that Christians should not impose their beliefs on people that do not believe the same thing as them. And oftentimes we give people laws and rules and not Christ when uh, when uh, the ways of Jesus is not to give someone a rule, but to show them 
him, show them Christ. So I'm not speaking to those people. I'm speaking to believers. And in my opinion is that Christians, uh, well, let me say it like this. My opinion uh, is that although we have emotions and we have the right to feel how we feel, you cannot trust your feelings. You cannot, you cannot, here's a better way to say it. You cannot be led by your emotions. All of your emotions must be processed. Your emotions must be processed. This is why. Because emotions are a terrible leader. Emotions are a terrible leader. If you're led by your emotions, you'll be led by your pain. You'll be led by your anger. You'll be led, uh, you know, you, you, you'll be led by things that can ultimately lead to bitterness. So all emotions have to be filtered. And for the unbeliever, I'm not talking to you because you may filter your emotions through something completely different. But for believers, all of our emotions must be filtered through the lens of Christ. They must be filtered through the lens of Christ. This is why, because Jesus is our model. Jesus is our model. Anytime for, for any reason in life, my my explanation my my stance will always be Jesus is my model. When things are going good, Jesus is my model. When blessings are coming, Jesus is my model. When things are going bad, Jesus is my model. When you're struggling in life, Jesus is still our model on how to approach it. When you're being persecuted, Jesus is still my model on how to approach this situation. So I may feel what I feel, but I'm not going to act solely out of how I feel. I'm going to filter and channel my feelings through the worldview and paradigm of Christ through my relationship with him. And I will respond and not react. It's a big difference. Jesus never uh, re reacted to the devil. Jesus lived his life in response to God. Jesus always responded to the father and not reacted from the devil or reacted to the devil. So oftentimes what much much of what we see when these riots and different things go on, the looting and different things go on is oftentimes a reaction to the injustice, a reaction to um, to our emotions. And we are not to live out of that way. So I don't believe Jesus was a rioter. Now, some of y'all may say, well, what about when Jesus flipped over the tables in the temple? OK, let's talk about it. And excuse me. It's in John chapter two and John chapter two. If you read it, Jesus said, um, Jesus said, don't turn my father's house into a house of merchandising. That's what he told them. They were in the temple and you can go back and read it on your own time. They were in the temple. They were um, they were selling doves. They were selling oxen. They were selling sheep. They were exchanging money. And uh, and Jesus walked in the temple. He saw what was going on. This is around the time of the, the Feast of Passover, which means that people needed animal sacrifices. So they were buying these these animals for the sake of having something to present uh, as an acceptable sacrifice so that their sins could be forgiven under the old covenant. And so so the issue was just now that they were in there selling things. The issue was that they were making it more difficult for people to be forgiven by charging them higher prices on these things that they needed during this time. So Jesus walked in. That's that's another story. Jesus walked in. He saw what was going on. He created a whip. 
and he chased them out of there. He flipped over the table. He emptied out their money bags. And he said, you have turned my father's house into a house of merchandising. Take all of your stuff and get out. Pretty much is what he said. Jesus was not destroying the temple. Jesus was not rioting. And the reason why Jesus wasn't rioting is because he said this. He said, you have turned my father's house into a house of merchandising. Meaning what? That means that Jesus was at home. It was his house. It wasn't a riot because he wasn't destroying other people's private property. Are you listening? He said, this is my father's house, which made that his house. So when Jesus came in, he saw other people in his house doing things that they should not be doing. Practicing immorality and turning the house of God into something that it was never intended to be. Jesus wasn't destroying the house by flipping the table over. Jesus actually was cleansing the house. Think about it. You walk into this temple and you have all of these things in the temple. You got you got sheep everywhere. You got oxen everywhere. You got doves. You got tables set up. People exchanging money. You got lines and people buying things and gambling and all kinds of things going on. Jesus actually cleared the house of God out. He said, take everything and leave. The scriptures say that he not only chased out the people, but he chased out the animals as well. So Jesus did not riot or destroy the house. Jesus cleansed the house. Big difference. Big difference. Jesus was not a rioter. We cannot be led by our emotions. All of your emotions have to be filtered. All of your emotions have to be processed as a believer. Your emotions have to be process. If we don't process our emotions correctly, we will not see the situation correctly. Can I say that again? If we don't process correctly, we won't see correctly. Now, I can't tell you how to feel. I can't tell you how you feel or how this, these situations make you feel. But what I can do as a spiritual leader is give you advice and I can give you hope on how to process your feelings. I can show, and this is why, because as a spiritual leader, my job is not to lead a revolution or revolt. My job is to lead you into Christ likeness. My job is to is to equip the saints, to mature the saints, to adjust the saints so that the body does not be deformed, but that the body grows into the full stature of Christ, which is the head. So my job as a spiritual leader is to lead you into Christ likeness. If you're expecting anything else outside of that, everything else is secondary. That's my primary obligation. So I can give you hope. I can give you advice on how to process your feelings that will lead you into Christ likeness. I can give you a roadmap so that you can see through the lens of Christ how to process your emotions. Uh, that's my that's my job. That's my obligation. But the fact of the matter is that your emotions have to be processed. Otherwise, you'll lose sight of what is important. Now, some of y'all are like, OK, you're pointing out some of the issues. What is, what's what's a solution? What's a solution that I can go by? Let me give you a solution just really quick. This is not the solution. It's not the only solution. This is just a part of it that I believe will share with me. Now, we may see little small strides of progress um, uh, today. But let me tell you this. You're not going to see a full reformation in this generation. You're not going to see full equality happen or justice in this. Gen I know we want justice. When do we want it now? I know we I know we want it, but you're not going to see it fully in this generation. What we need to do if we want to begin to see justice in its full manifestation, we need to ask ourselves a question. 
This is a question. How does my actions today affect my children tomorrow? You got to ask yourself that. If you don't have any children, how does my actions today affect the next generation tomorrow? How does my actions today affect my children tomorrow? When you are during times like this, when you are um, whatever you're doing, some of you may be listening to this to this episode and you may not even be a believer, whatever you're doing, whether you are protesting peacefully, whether you're protesting violently, uh, uh, rioting or looting, whatever you may be doing. If you step back and if you put your eyes and if, if you put yourself in the perspective of your children, what do they perceive? And does what they perceive, does it add value to their future? Or does it does it impart a destructive nature? Even if your intentions are right, do they perceive those intentions the right way? How does your actions today affect your children tomorrow? Let me say this. We may not see a, a, as much breakthrough as we would like to in our generation, but the next generation has the potential to leave such a huge mark in this thing. These are some things you can do. For a, stop allowing the church to raise your kids. You raise your kids. Stop allowing the school systems to educate your children. You educate your children. Do I, am, am, am I saying don't let them go to school or church? No. But these are only secondary tools. They should be learning from home. You educate your kids. You teach your kids. You discipline your children. You impart into your children. You affirm your children. You love your children. You prophesy to your children. Do what's needful to impart purpose and identity into your kids so that they can be equipped and prepared when their time comes to sit in seats of authority that we despise, that they would that so that they could bring the change that we pray for. Your children, the family was the first institution. If it begins there, all change will inevitably flow from there. That's just a bit of piece of advice that I can give. I know I'm going to do it with my child, with my children. To the best of my ability, I'm going to parent intentionally. I'm going to show them who they are as, as black children. I'm going to show them who they are as 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 love sons and daughters of God. I'm going to show them who they are uh, um, and, and I'm going to pay attention to their gifts and abilities so that they can be positioned in the future to be wherever they are called to be influential. And they will use their influence in order to bring justice, in order to bring equality, in order to bring hope in order to bring balance and stability to our nation. All right, listen. I actually, uh, I taught on this yes, yesterday, and uh, it's, a, it's a fuller message. So if you didn't get what you felt like you were supposed to get from this, I encourage you go to our church page, Encounter Worship Center on Facebook, and uh, you'll see the video on Facebook Live. It was actually about an hour long, and I and I and I talked. I was a little bit more specific. I try to be shorter on on these episodes. But listen, I encourage you to go listen to it, get the full picture. Uh, I hope this helped you. Hope this blessed you. Thank y'all for y'all support. I pray y'all have a great week. Let's keep one another in prayer. Let's keep one another lifted. Let's support one another. And again, Jesus was a protester. I believe in protesting. I commend those of you who are getting out there. Uh, who are who are protesting, who are standing for justice, who are letting your voices be heard. I stand with you. I support you 100 um, um, percent. 
I know that it's not the majority that's out there doing dumb things. I know that. I acknowledge that. Uh, so I, I, I acknowledge you all who are doing things the right way. And let's just pray for our nation. Let's pray for the healing of the land. Let's hold one another up as black people, uh, as minorities. And I know there are even some Caucasians and, and other ethnicities that are joining along with this cause. Thank you so very much. Uh, we love you. And uh, listen, I love you all. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.